this fall comes a new kind of sitcom. F*** is with cats. Three friends take over a cat sanctuary and hijinks ensue. Watch as Jerome, Devante, and Marcus take care of the hardest to tame felines. From executive producer Chelsea Handler for some reason, it's the show Variety Magazine is calling a show f***ers have cats. Featuring Damon Wayans Jr. as the voice of Sir Pussygus, Craig Robinson as Whiskers, and Nick Cannon. F***ers with cats. Only on NBC and the next day on Peacock. Hey, what up, y'all? Welcome back to the show. It's Joel Boyd, co-host, comedian, writer, actor, director, all that jazz. High Power is the show where everybody comes on and just talks about trying to be the best version of themselves. And uh, today is no different. We are so thrilled to have a new episode for you. We got the great Jonathan Giles on the show today. Comedian, actor, writer. You may know him as uh, one of the writers for A Little Late with Lily Singh on NBC. Uh, he's also done some great stuff. Finalist at Cinequest Film Festival. We, Me and Ralph really just know him from the Chicago comedy scene. Was always around. One of the funniest dudes to be working. And uh, he happens to live out here in L.A. now and is doing great things. One of the most interesting people to hear his thoughts, man. Um, so I really think you guys are going to enjoy the episode. It's going to be dope. How you feeling? You good? The world is kind of, it's nuts. It's nuts, man. Take care of your skin. Put something, you know, moisturize. People, people forget that. You, you know, stress is the number one killer for, for black people. For a lot of people, really. Take care of yourself. Right after this little intro with me and Ralph, uh, we'll have a little uh, uh, a talk with Jonathan Giles. You can keep up with all of his stuff at jgilescomedy.com. So, let's do it. Welcome to High Power. want to be more responsible like I want to take there's some things that have happened to me recently I'm like ah okay that is a mistake I keep making okay so there's a bunch of little things that I know I have to do to to be the man I'm supposed to be like and that man is what what's this man you're supposed to be I want to be this is a this is like as simple as I can put it and this will be politically incorrect I want to be a real nigga bro like, I think in the way, some of the ways that Jonathan talks about in this interview, like Hollywood being the Matrix, mm -hmm. I want people to feel like when they talk to me that I'm coming from a genuine, vulnerable place. I'm trying to switch uh, me getting something from people, but I'm trying to switch to like, what am I contributing? What am I really doing with this? life and the, the luck mm. and the resources that I have. Like, my family didn't have a lot, a lot, but, like, I'm realizing, like, said, oh, okay, even though I don't have that much, I got to give that away. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus was, like, this dude who gave, he had unlimited power, and he gave it all away constantly. Mm. Constantly. Like, he would go somewhere where he's never been, and give all the poor people food. Like, he didn't go around being like, yeah, I'm who you heard, I'm Jesus. I'm that nigga, like, I'm that dude. 
he was like in his actions and his word and just like I was just like to think about I think being a person who get like this gives mm. gives it away. Like mm. I'm not saying I'm ever gonna be that level of a person. I mean that nigga was always praying too. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like that like as much as he was just like like damn that's crazy. Yeah, he was like always giving, like mm-hmm. always reaching, always teaching. Always like, teaching. Always teaching. Like always yeah. like reaching out, giving hope and this like damn, that's crazy. Like he was so the blind, like people that society outcasted, people, you know, during that time it was like lepers and prostitutes and all these people that didn't have any you know, like to mm. think about a person who obviously he was the son of God, but it's just like to think about a person who came into this system and said to the hierarchical, you know, the lords and all these people that were building this system of like churches, he was like, yo, this is everybody belongs in God's house. Like everybody. Why are the lepers out there? Why are the cripple? How come the blind person, like, how come the prostitutes, like he brought everybody? And it's just like, I don't know, I'm still, I'm guilty. I feel, I feel guilty. Like, even though capitalism is a thing. I still feel fucking weird that I can't help. Do you not feel like that? Like when you see a homeless person? I was thinking about energy wise, but like giving to people, like, I mean, I give what I can. And then, but I also know at a time at this age, we're building ourselves, right? Like we're both building, we're young, black, we're building ourselves. And when it comes to an age and a responsibility to give and the time to give, we give, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone that just like, she works with me and she just gives $300 away, like a budget to like any like profitable, like charity that like, and that's what she does. Like, you know, like not profitable charity, non-profits. And yeah, charity. Non-profit. yeah. Not, and then just like, or like to politicians, like she truly believes in like, so that's part of giving. I don't, I mean, don't, I feel like the only thing you should be feeling guilty is if you don't have like a passion or a purpose, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's like, and you're just living the life. Like you're just chilling and you just like, you're guilty of just overthinking of like, what can I do, what can I do? You're doing the best you can, right? We're all, we're tr- well, I could do better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just oh, like, I fucking just, I can. Like when you mentioned like, you meet your higher self at the gym, bro. My higher self is in the living room yelling like, just get up and fucking do it. Like, I yell at myself. To, uh, that's just a thing to... And maybe therapy will help me in a way to not yell, but I feel like that's what motivates me to get up and go. Like, is, You feel like your higher self is... Not yelling? Not, not like yelling like, yo, motherfucker, what are you doing? It's like, yo, let's go. To the, let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Let's... Let's go, like, and it's like, slowly, it's really working. Like that higher self shit is working. Like where you're just like, like, or you're just writing every day and you're like, oh shit, I am writing. Like, even if it's like a line or you're not writing a full song or a full joke idea, but you're just like writing. Like you're just writing what feels good. You're drawing, if it feels good. Like you're just like, oh shit, okay, this is, and you feel good and you're just like, okay, see, don't you feel better than just laying down? You're like, yeah, I do, I do feel better. (laughs) It's kind of like killing a part of a part of yourself, or letting a part of yourself go. Because mm-hmm. you gotta sometimes it's jeez, uh, you gotta like literally. And I think I think we talked about this as well. Uh, I think Jonathan said this coming up too, 
of just about like the worst thing has to happen sometimes to get to the growth. Mm. Like a just mm. a shitty Paul, just a rough thing has to happen. If you if you if you are taking the time in life to to zoom out yeah. and see that. Yeah. To say, oh shit, that, that argument had to happen with my mom. Oh shit. I had to talk about that with my brother. Oh fuck, I should. That show was supposed to be really bad. Yeah. Cause now I'm thinking like this. Now I'm moving like this. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing conversation coming up with one of our good friends. Yes. People don't know a uh, little backstory. He he was one of the other just kind of young, hungry, funny, um, smart-minded young black comedians when we came up in Chicago. Jonathan Giles, writer for such things as A Little Late with Lily Singh on NBC. Uh, he also has been in some of the most amazing writers' fellowships. So shout out NBC's Spotlight Program, the NBC Universal's Talent Infusion Program. He's been a finalist on Cinequest Film Fest, and you can check out all of his stuff at jgilescomedy.com. If you want to keep up with him on IG, uh, you just would search J. Giles Writes. That's uh, J-G-I-L-E-S-W-R-I-T-S. I think it's a soul-filling conversation. So without further ado, uh, we will hear from the great comedian Jonathan Giles right after this commercial break. just wake up and go to your closet and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to wear today, but I want to feel like myself. Like I want to feel dope. I want to feel super charged. Like I'm a superhero putting on my uniform. You know where you need to go? Alert clothing brand. These guys are a young fashion company doing amazingly positive things. I mean, they have premium materials. They have t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and, and all original designs with these creative sayings that just let you know that you are coming into your power as a human being. They, they try to really encourage everybody who's a part of their movement to enlighten themselves and stay vigilant on a journey of finding the best you. You know what I mean? You you, you want to feel like you you on your purpose, like you you confident, like you feeling self-awareness and self-development. So I need you to go ahead and get your fashion game up. Go to alert.com. That's A-L-L-I-R-T.com. And you can also keep up with them at Alert Brand on Instagram. And when you get to that website, I need you to do one thing for me. You got a discount code only from us at High Power Podcast. Go ahead and type in Power pod on the checkout all right that's your code go ahead and type in power pod for an exclusive discount only from high power listeners so go ahead and get into the best self that you possibly can with alert clothing brand all right they are here to remind you that you are a god having a human experience alert.com and i know i have to do that work and nobody's gonna really notice it until I can't do it for them. I gotta know I'm doing it for oh, yeah. me, and not even talk about it. That's the and just do it. The the stuff I feel like I be hitting Ralph up randomly about. Mm. <laughs> my <laughs> my uncle, he's an artist too, in his mm. own way, and he like we had this I know like close to him. We had this dope ass conversation about talked for like an hour and a half mm. about the true self versus the false self. He's just spitting game. I was like, like it's all the stuff I'm thinking on my own, but like to hear someone else talk about it and you're talking about it. I'm like, man, it feels like certain people I'm gravitating towards recently are mm. all kind of, again, like that word, the seeds and they're feeling 
I'm trying to see what else is happening in the world yeah. beyond just. It's true too that I feel like, and I want I, I, this is good stuff. I know this episode's this episode's gonna be good. Oh, okay. Um, I wonder like there's I've I've noticed this, and I wonder if you guys have ever had this moment, um, or a theme. I feel like I'm noticing is like I don't. I'm noticing like black males examples like. I'm always looking for what's the older black male version of mm. me and like seeing if it makes sense for me to follow mm. that path because I, I see different things taking us out, right? Depression, drugs, um, you know, infidelity, uh, so many things. I think I even have some uncles that have gone really deep into the, the like, and no shade, but just like the... Um, uh, not even conspiracy theorists, but just like the really overly, overly. They like are they hotep bad. adjacent? Yeah, a little hotep adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> adjacent. Like, hey, brother, I need you to read this book. Right, right, right. God, God damn it! <laughs> I should. I know you're right. Like, also, put but, this coffee uh, on real quick. Did you pick up anything during the pandemic? Um. Oh, like art, like art, artistically, not COVID. I guess anything. Like, okay. What happened? Um. Yeah. What was I doing during the pandemic, bro? Uh, <laughs> I found out I was diabetic. Uh, what else? Yeah. Uh, no. Nah. Did I pick up any? Uh, no. I um. No, nah, man. I didn't do anything during the pandemic. I was as celibate oh, as you could be. You just. I had people trying to come through, and I'm like, nope, I'm good. You really? were. No, I think just. People, I during the pandemic, I didn't know what was going on, so I was just like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm just gonna definitely disappear." Because <laughs> I remember we would talk. I'm like, "Wow, Ralph is really out here during the pandemic." <laughs> and I would be like, "Jonathan's really inside." And I was inside. Yeah. You were really in there. Like, yeah, I was just like, "No, I'm good." Like Wolfman. Like, I had uh, I had my head. little group of friends. I asked one friend if she wanted to be my pandemic partner because mm -hmm. I knew she was being safe and I was being mm -hmm. safe. And I was like, "You wanna hold hands while we watch a movie?" Like that's all I really wanted. And she was like, no. Oh, she said no. She said no. Uh, but I wasn't mad that she said no. I just was like, I just, I was mad how quickly she said no. She didn't yeah. even think about it. She yeah. was like, nah, I'm good. Before you, the three dots came in. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was to my face. <laughs> it was, uh, I asked in person. No, nah, um, artistically, I think I just, I, I found a deeper purpose mm -hmm. for being here in LA trying to pursue this career. Mm -hmm. So I didn't teach myself a skill, but I think I got to know myself a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Intentionally, yeah. But yeah, All right, cool, Jonathan cool, cool. was like that guy, man. I'm excited to have him here. Yeah. Because he's that guy where I just like shoot the shit with, bounce ideas off of, and then just really like, really talk what we're in this art form for. Like, what are we doing? Like, what mm -hmm. are we, that's the real question we ask each other. And then sometimes <laughs> we'd be like, damn, nigga, like, this shit has no hope to it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And then other times it's just like, well, you keep working and it doesn't matter, like, what other people are doing. Just just keep doing mm -hmm. you. Yeah. 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 I got to, obviously, you know, when we have a guest, I do my little research or whatever, and I, I got to watch a little bit of I'm I'm Trying. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was great. Okay. I, I mean, the way that you... No, you know what? I'm starting to learn that I need it. to stop doing that. Thank you for saying No, that. absolutely. Yeah. I don't... I try not to say shit I don't mean, because I think that's... I don't... I don't know. I have the same issue, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I, ha I have a hard time taking compliments. Someone told me... Uh, it was okay, and it made me so happy to hear someone else see it the way I see it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I appreciate. Well, no, you. I'm yeah. okay. If you want me to be specific, 
I the way you shot it. I mean, Becky Sapp, shout out. Like yeah, I worked with her on a, a film. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. The yeah, just like the it looks great. It looks great. It looks great. There's strong moments. Strong moments. They have that have nothing to do with me, and I understand that. What do you mean, the, the I think, actors? I think actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, visually. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to read even sonically, did you design kind no, of the rhythm of the show and the, I, the sounds? Yes, I did do that. So mm-hmm. I think the, the the areas where I'm a little critical of myself is one, I didn't want to be in it, but at some mm-hmm. point I barely paid the actor. So at point, so at some point mm-hmm. there was a decision that had to be made of like who's the main actor? Can you afford to pay them? Right, no, right, right. Jonathan, you need to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then I think after I walked away from the project, I this is a this maybe a theme for my own life i was like oh i'm i put together something that i'm proud that i did i'm proud that i showed that i could do it did it speak to where i'm going though as mm-hmm. an artist i don't necessarily i don't necessarily think it spoke to where i was going i think i did the thing i thought i was supposed to do mm-hmm. when i look in the scope of you know like Issa Rae did awkward black mm-hmm. you know like just sort of like oh let me put together something that feels close to this mm-hmm. as opposed to taking a chance i think yeah. i didn't take the chance that i could have took with that so so i've rewritten it it was one of the things i rewrote during the pandemic and i was oh, like i love it now into a pilot yeah nice i was like oh, I wish same I shot. title same title i was like i wish i shot it this way <laughs> yeah for sure yeah yeah, but it's gotten like people see it. It's gotten good re- good responses mm-hmm. from some people. You I know, mean, it so. just it shows promise in, I think you creatively. Yes, that's I guess what is what I would want to yeah. say. But I, I think that. if you know, if you wanted me to be that your friend who's I love it super I would, honest. I would love it. It was just a it's a premise that has been done. Thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think we all have done that Mm -hmm. you know every artist has that like ah shit all right i kind of made the thing that i saw somebody i think even as comedians we Mm -hmm. all sound like somebody for Mm -hmm. a few years until you start being like ah shit i sound just like fucking whatever name you know i love i love that i mean and i i'm grateful that you were like i think it's great but also grateful you said like well do you want me to be that friend like that's the friend that being out here I don't know if you guys experience this, but like I, we have friends who are also pursuing the same sort of stuff. And so when you create something, people are like, oh, my God, they're so excited you did something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, thank you. Or if you're like, you know, because some people can't create something or some people want to. and They just don't have the resources to do it. So they're excited just to see you create anything. Mm-hmm. But I also love that that level of person that's like, you know, this is great that you did something, but let's mm-hmm. push you like like mm-hmm. you know that sort of iron sharpen like like you need people to push you into that space too so. yeah which you, you don't get a lot comfortable i think either that Not person has are. to be comfortable with themselves right. being that person because yeah, yeah, yeah. in la it's like Ooh, let me not ruffle any feathers because this yeah. person could give me a job in ten years. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. that shit. I or, hate that. Or you gotta be honest, and then they can give you a job in ten years because he's like, yo, that motherfucker was. Real yeah, because they see the potential yeah. in you. Like, like you know, like I think we've all probably taken some form of like improv class or something at some point. Mm-hmm. And when the teacher's like, "Oh, that was a good choice," and you're sitting there, you're like, "No, it wasn't." <laughs> like, I paid money to get better. I didn't come to have you like stroke my ego and make me feel. But that's how. Mm-hmm. Like like the UCBs of the world, like the because people right. are soft, bro. People don't 
know how to take criticism. Every every class, I feel like. People don't know how to take criticism out here. And I have friends that I've tried to like, you know, some friends you can't go all that way, but Mm -hmm. you know, you can tell they they start to break the moment you criticize anything they do. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, let me back off. I would say like, even if you're like, yeah, you know, this premise has been done before, but it's like, damn, nigga, at least this is my take on the premise. I yeah. guess. Like, and know. it was well done. It was yeah. just well done. That's what I was saying. I honestly said it was, I wasn't even saying it as a friend. I was like, I like this. Yeah. I liked how it was shot. I like, I think like out of like friends that were doing it, I was like, yo, this is top tier. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, but of course, Jonathan's like, it was all right. This yeah, I got to stop doing it. That's the other thing I'm trying to learn to give myself you know, mm-hmm. grace or room to yeah. be appreciative and accept positivity in my life because mm-hmm. it's hard for me to... You know what's it's weird? hard for me to do that. I feel like you... I mean, ever since I've known you, and this is maybe between the moments that I've seen you and seen you perform or just seen you in between shows, I feel like you've, in my opinion of you, I feel like you've always struck struck me as a person who's been comfortable in their own skin. <laughs> is that not true? Nah, um, it's a process. Yeah. Um, so in the moments that you've known me, I probably have known myself the most for sure, but I'm mm-hmm. always, I'm always uncomfortable. Hmm. Uh, it's, I'm a very, that, you know, that, that voice inside your head, he's like, should I be doing this? Uh, I should be doing something different. But I think like, especially in like how we got to know each other through stand up. Mm-hmm. I knew what I didn't want to be in the sense of like, I've never wanted to be a scene person. I've never mm-hmm. wanted to be a person who goes to like comedy parties. I never wanted to be a person <laughs> who like hangs out. I always knew that if I had a path, it was because of hard work, not because of like mm-hmm. knowing being like one of the cool comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's just not my, my I, I like this. The three of us having a conversation, you throw five or six more people in this room. I'm, <laughs> I just don't know how to function. I'm trying to figure out, can I leave? Like, that's okay. that's who I am. So sometimes that coolness, that chill factor comes from me just also like... Holding just, it all in. Yeah, yeah, let me just sit in the corner real quick, mm-hmm. throw my hoodie up real quick and just... Yeah. Yeah, so I present... What do you... Uh, I present very cool, but I'm not... <laughs> what do you, like, say... How do you... This is maybe too personal. But no, yeah, let's get there. Be, let's but because there. I feel similar, so, like, how do, how do you process that now... In your brain, like when you, because like I, I was at a part, like a show party thing last night, and I felt that happening in my body. Yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck, I feel awkward. I'm the small, nerdy, weird black kid, and I got to do stand up in a few minutes. Everybody here is cool. Everybody here's got fun." Was it your Was it your rap party? Well, it was like a friend's birth rooftop oh, okay. birthday okay, party okay. thing, and there was like really cool musicians and shit. I thought they and made you I do stand up at your rap party. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> But no, I just felt yeah. myself doing that shit in my head where I'm like, okay, I'm being awkward. Everybody can feel it. Fuck. But then it was just like, Jim, let me just be that. Let me just be. Yeah. You know. So how do you talk to yourself in those moments? I think I've come to terms with it. I mean, it 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 shows up. It manifests itself differently in different situations and how comfortable I am with the people I'm at. But like certain, let's say, like let's say I'm at a party and it depends on who I know there, but. I just lean into the fact like, oh, I'm going to go sit in the corner. I mm-hmm. hope you have a dog. I'm going to play <laughs> with the dog. And maybe if one or two people approach me throughout the night, I'm going to have like a really great conversation with them. Yeah. But I'm not going to try to force myself and do anything outside of myself that I don't feel comfortable. I'm just going to be me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I can leave, I will. <laughs> or just go. Sometimes I just go. I'll go to parties and like, 
<laughs> I'll go to parties and like do a lap and then I'll just go sit in my car and then kind of hope like maybe someone pulls a fire alarm or something so the party's over. So I'm not really missed. Like those are things that I'll do. Oh man. I hate I hate groups, man. I hate oh, I'm never gonna be the person who walks into a room and like is the most entertaining. I can entertain, I can do it if I need to, but it's not natural for me. So mm -hmm. that's just sort of like, I try to, you know, just fit in where I need to fit in. Mm -hmm. Before comedy, was it like that too? Hmm. Before comedy, I think I, I spent a lot, I spent, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about who I used to be these days, but I think I spent a lot of time trying to make other people comfortable with me. And by other people, I mean, I don't mean just white people. I mean, mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to be whoever anyone wanted me to be. So I spent a lot of time not knowing who I was. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think depending on the situation, like if 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 I went into like a, a you know, a situation where there was not a, a leader, a chosen leader of the group, I would step up and be like, all right, guys, what are we doing? Like, mm -hmm come from like church background, a lot of youth group stuff. Like mm -hmm. I always like, I was like, I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy who gets this going. But like, if there was already another person doing that, I was like, oh cool, they got that. I was mm -hmm. okay with like sitting back. But I do think my awkwardness uh, has grown more since I've started, not, not because of comedy, but mm -hmm. I've become more comfortable just being awkward and not, <laughs> ha not having to be the person that, you know, you not you but like anyone wants me to be i'm just like oh i'm just jonathan i'm okay with that yeah yeah but i think just that what you're saying about like the feeling i think of living in los angeles or living in a you know new york or somewhere where you're supposed to be doing the mm -hmm. thing right. all day every day you're supposed to uh, you're gonna beat yourself up because you didn't go to that mic or you're gonna yeah. beat yourself up because you didn't write that thing i think now i and i i've questioned um Sometimes I have this conversation with myself where I'm like, I want to know if my productivity, and sometimes this happens literally because I live with my girlfriend now, where I'm like, I, ha I still do have this thing in my body where like, I know that I'm only going to be this level of productive for a certain amount of time. Mm, yeah. And then it's just, my energy is just going to dip and I'm not going to be able to Take do anything about it. it. Yeah. You know, age and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I still can't tell if like, if that's the world telling me that, hey, you're young, you should accomplish a lot of things because you're talented and smart and all these things that we were raised to believe because we're millennials. Uh, but, or if that's literally my it, body or God or something that's just in me, that's like, oh no, that I am supposed to be doing all of these things because I am talented and I know that I should I should have these things. Yeah. Like I, I still question, is that the world telling me? Like, is that capitalism telling me to do that? Or is that because it's in me? I don't know. I still don't know. But now I'm at this place recently where I'm just like, I got to find out. Yeah. I got to do it. I got to do it. I think the way, the uh, one way, if this is helpful, yeah. as you're trying to figure this out, is to answer the question, is that the thing that feeds my soul? That mm -hmm. thing that I'm being, the thing that I feel like I'm supposed to go do, whether it's, you know, um, yeah. go to a mic, book shows, do a podcast, shoot a short film, write the script. Like, is it feeding me 
Because mm-hmm. once it feeds me, then the productivity productivity part that answers itself. Mm-hmm. Like you, I think the the thing for me at least is sort of like, what's the thing that's really making me a, the best version of myself, as opposed to like you said, mm-hmm. um, like I was texting you the other day about La Russell. I was like, yo, but like La Russell, like he is an algorithm. Like he understands. You mm-hmm. fuck with La Russell, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like he understands the marketing aspect of things that I think yeah. sometimes we get trapped in. But like, but I like to think, I don't know him, but I like, uh, when I see what he does, I hope that it's coming from a place of passion first for music. It's like, it's like Neo, you know what I mean? Like Neo and the Matrix, Neo, like we all are kind of part of this Matrix. I don't know if this is a a thing I really believe now, but like we are, we live in this Matrix. Let's just say the Matrix is Hollywood. And okay. the moment, uh, let's so, just say, let's just say the matrix, yeah, hypothetically, matrix is Hollywood. And the moment we unplug from the algorithm and realize like, oh, this is the, this is my true, again, true self. This is who I'm supposed to be. Now we know how to make the matrix work for us. We're no longer just existing in the matrix. Now we understand oh, there is an algorithm. There is a version of productivity I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm doing it because I really know what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. That's just like a direction that has helped me mm-hmm. to not feel so stressed out about all the outside voices. Right, 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 right. I definitely am with you, Joe, on like what you were saying before, like the gut feeling and like, am I supposed to be doing this? Because it's not like you said anything about like, Oh, I'm trying to be rich, trying to be famous. You didn't say any of that. You're just like, yeah. I'm talented. I have a purpose. I should be doing something. Mm-hmm. That's all passion talking. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and I have that same thing too. When I'm like laying down, I'm like, damn, I should be up doing something. Mm-hmm. Not because it's like, oh, let me film it for the world to see. It's just like, mm-hmm. this is what's really going to bring joy into my life. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. like, like, and I listened to Jonathan too and his wise words, uncle, from Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt. Dallas, Walt. Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth. Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> That's where he lives. Yeah. Dang. All your family in the south. Pretty much. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They all got the wise sayings. Like, like, what are we doing this for? Essentially, you know, like, what are we really doing any of this art for? There's this pressure again from a stand-up standpoint. Like other stand-up comics have told me, like, you got to be posting clips. You got to be doing this so you can get more followers. And I'm like, but do I? Because that doesn't make me happy. It causes me a lot of anxiety. So mm-hmm. why should I do that if it doesn't make me feel good? So you don't yeah. do it. You got like a social media manager to do it for you. I mean, to some degree, yeah. But like at the same time, just sort of like we all have our own paths, I guess is what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. when you say like you you lay in bed and you got a feeling in your gut, whatever that thing your gut's telling you to do, I think you should go do that. But like for me, it comes from a place of art. Like you're not, you said it right. You said you don't do that thing because now you have things to post online or you're like, no, I have this creative energy. Mm-hmm. I got to get out. And then you got to figure out, okay, well, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Okay, now I go do that. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, you're like, oh, okay. And then once, as you're doing it, then you start thinking about like, oh, how do I want to present this to the world? Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, cause I think sometimes, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of the Hollywood matrix, we look at things backwards. Right. Agents tell us, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta be posting more followers. You got, yeah. yeah, you gotta do that stuff. And you're like, but I don't even know what who I am. I don't even know what I would say. Mm-hmm. I have friends who have started YouTube makeup accounts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And really, my agent says I need more followers and people. And I'm like, 
that's not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're 38. Like, mm -hmm. no one wants to watch you try on clothes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it can if you're, like you said, if you're passionate about, about it. About yeah, it. You're exactly. Passionate. Exactly. You're if you're passionate people about can it. Feel, people can feel that through the phone. A hundred percent. That's the thing, too. Like, <laughs> with art, people are becoming so. <laughs> hey. People it, can feel passion through the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can, they bro. Can, 100%. They see it in your eyes. If you dancing on TikTok and you yep. ain't into that shit, I'm like, man, he's yep. watching this shit. He's like, just, he doesn't believe, he doesn't no, believe he it. He doesn't believe in his, in his eyes. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's very, very true. Yeah. I feel like that with, uh, working out now like i just started i just started again it's always an uphill fucking battle but i've seen you post videos at the gym <laughs> yeah 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 but uh it, but it's another thing where i feel it's a different kind of like my gut knows like i'm like ah yeah. shit like i had this thought the other day where i was like i started i started thinking about it this way and uh i hope I, this continues to be fruitful for me but i was like my higher self is waiting for me at the gym. Mm. Mm. I love that. That nigga's waiting for me at the gym. I oh, shit, that. I got to go meet him. All right. Damn, that's hard. I got to go. I got to go. He's there waiting for me. And then he's, if I don't show up, it's like, damn, nigga, I disappointed you. Right. You had Fuck, a you had a personal, ah. you had a training session with your higher self. Yes, bro. And you you spent that money. And he... I mean, he should be spending the money. He's the higher self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a very interesting way to look at it. That is hard. I like that. That's how I feel, though. That's the philosophy I live by, like, the higher self. Like, that nigga watch me be like, damn, you gonna watch Martin again? Bro, like, when you <laughs> said, I yeah. think you said that uh, recently, and I have felt that so much recently, bro. Like, I feel, I don't know what, you know, that's gonna get real uh, heady and esoteric really quickly. But I don't know what this life is, but it's definitely, like, there's something... This is this is a test of something. I don't know what this is, but I feel that, bro. I feel it. Like there's cause the same problems keep coming up with myself. And I'm like, only I know this. Are we allowed to talk about what they are? Sure. Yeah. Like what are some of the things you continue to see repeat? Well, like some of it is similar to what you have said about confidence mm -hmm. and just believing, knowing who I am and right. not needing. Like, even just needing, like I did a show recently. And I would love to talk to you guys specifically about this kind of shit. Where it's like, you know, you when you perform for like a black crowd who wasn't necessarily expecting like a, a nerdier kind of alt mm -hmm. person. And I finished the show. And in my head, I was just, this is one of the more recent times where I was just like, man, this really doesn't matter. Like, I know, I know that I love my people and they gonna fuck with me whenever they ready. Right. All right, let me just... Shake it off. Shrug it off. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. That's how that set went. Boom. Y'all gonna see me on TV, whatever, in a couple years. I went, oh, man, he bombed at that. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, I didn't know he was funny. I didn't know he was gonna really make it. Whatever the fuck. Um, I, thought, I thought he was gonna kill himself in the parking lot afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I really hoped he did. I, really... <laughs> I told him to. I said, yeah. kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, it's, like, little stuff like that. Um... And even just weed, like, I know, I know the way my relationship with weed, I'm like, I know that I need to earn it if I'm going to do it. Mm. I got to earn it. Right. I got to I gotta do the work. Sometimes I'm literally doing the work yeah. that I know I have to do that day. And because I know I'm going to smoke later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that has to change. I used to reward myself. Yeah. Friday, Friday, Fridays after work used to be when I would smoke. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. Back in the day. 
that's a good yeah yeah it was just but, sort of like oh i've done the work for the week this is the time i get to really decompress yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ralph is over, as Ralph is like roll it up right now. because <laughs> it hurts so bad. That relationship was weak, bro. I'm relating with Drill so much right now on this podcast. It's because it's like it's we've been week. hanging out every yeah, week. So, we've every been week. knowing yeah. what's up. happening, bro. Yeah. That first thing you said, though, <clears throat> not to. And I want to jump back into what else, but mm -hmm. like that idea of this doesn't matter, mm -hmm. like. Mm. I think, and maybe this even goes back to that 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 concept of what you're saying, like how you first perceived me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think I realized none of this matters very early, because this this the very specific reason was because I did a comedy contest. It was bootleg. It was a bootleg contest, by the way. <laughs> what do you mean bootleg contest? Like they maybe like four people, four people in the audience. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. A comic showed up who wasn't even in our quote unquote round. They ended up winning. God damn. Mm. So, oh, okay. and I remember I had just started comedy, but I walked away with in this Chicago. feeling in Chicago with this feeling and other other comics on my show. They were like, you should have won. And I remember walking away from that. Like, yeah, I should have won. You know, we know comedy subjective, but you know when you have a good set. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized none of this matters. Like, it really doesn't. Like, I wake up the next day. Mm -hmm. I still got to go to work. I still got to be a good son. I still got to be a good friend. I still got to be a good whatever. Mm -hmm. How I was on stage last night doesn't truly affect my life because mm -hmm. I can go be on stage again. And I'm with you, like the idea of like, okay, this person does this, this person does this, this person does this. There's only so much space for all of us. So where do I fit into that? And then if you're talking about a filter and you're like, well, Jonathan, you may be towards the bottom. You may not make the cut. So, like, I'm always thinking, like, okay, how do I go left? If everyone else is going right, how do I go left to, like, create my own sort of lane, lane and whatnot? Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, so I do ask myself that question, like, do I make the cut? Am I, mm. am I doing the thing I'm supposed mm. to do? Am I telling that joke? Is that my joke? Is that joke that... Well, hey, man, if you want, I don't... I, okay, I will give you your shit okay. on this podcast. Please. Because... You are a great writer, man. Oh, okay. I remember you saying, you asked me something about uh, an audition or something. It was like a J J was JF JFL, JFL thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. People can't see themselves. I mm -hmm. get that. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see what you are or what you offer the world. And I'm not, I'm also don't take this the wrong way and think I'm just telling you to write your ass off and die. Because, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody can do it. Like Ralph said, you can do whatever you want with your life. Like, right. Fuck it. But I have never, I've never seen you on stage and ever had a thought of that guy doesn't belong here. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I've never, never once, never even. Right, I mean, that. I haven't seen you at fucking jokes and notes, but uh, yeah, def definitely didn't belong to jokes. And only, the deep, <laughs> only the deep. Only the deep. After after my second, after my third trip to jokes and notes, they they let me know. Please don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> But I did, I did want to know, because I feel like you, and this has, I, I feel like, been a theme in a lot of culture lately, but just, like, d d did you ever feel like, uh, like, did somebody ever call you a black nerd, or did you identify as that? There was worse terms that I won't say okay. on this podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I remember one time telling my cousins, I thought, I don't know why I thought it would be cool for me to tell them I could read backwards. Mm. But I told them, I was like, 
they were probably talking about like smashing girls or something. I was like, well, I can read backwards. And they they <laughs> definitely they definitely made me feel like I wasn't I didn't belong. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what was the question again? Well, I guess I, I just <laughs> I wonder if because um, I feel like culturally there's been this shift of like it's okay. Yeah, you nerd can culture be black is pop and culture nerdy now. Yeah, 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 like they make fucking some of the greatest pieces of art in the yeah. last. 15 years. Yeah. Thank you, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Kanye you have had a couple people who... Kanye. Um, Kid Cudi. Ray. You know. Yeah, being nerdy, uh, vulnerable. And, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess I, I wonder if you felt like... It, have you even felt like... Did you, did you ever self-identify as that? Or was it just like you kind of looked up one day and you... Have you ever felt like... Like when when that culture started to change, did you feel seen, or were you just kind of like, nigga, I, like why didn't you guys let me be myself? Like 20, mostly twenty years ago, mostly that the latter. I definitely identified. Uh, I don't know if I would have called myself a nerd, mm-hmm. but I identified with again this idea of not belonging. Felt that for sure. You know, just the stuff that I was into. Like, I like building Legos, and it's crazy. As an adult, I end up working for the company Lego. Like, mm-hmm. that was like a full circle moment for me. I was like, oh, this thing that wasn't cool for me to do anymore in sixth grade, now I get paid to do it. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like, again, like the idea of like making my own books, and mm-hmm. I used to draw. Like, I just love all that stuff that where I grew up, sports is how men right, presented right, themselves right. in like the high school I went to. And so, I was I used to play saxophone. I was not good at it, but mm-hmm. I used to play like music. I was into, and then I played in the jazz ensemble. But I also played on the football team. And I remember like my my high school coach told me like I had to choose, and I chose football because that was socially acceptable. Socially acceptable, yeah. Thank you. And like looking back at it, like yeah, man, no, I could have still been this dude. Mm-hmm. I could have done both. I didn't have to choose, but yeah, for sure. There's a lot of times now, like like I love whimsical stuff, like. Harry mm-hmm. Potter, Chronicles of Narnia. That was my like back mm-hmm. in the day. Chronicles of Narnia was my shit. Yeah. Like still, still is. Audio. Still is. I've I've ended a date because this girl was talking shit about Chronicles of Narnia, oh, and I was like, oh, "Well, oh. this is done. You got out. <laughs> this oh, is this is over." Man. Uh, so like, yeah. What what did you say? Did <laughs> I, I listen to the audio version? Yeah, is that what you said? Audio. They used to. Like, uh, I remember again. Like this is my age, showing my age, but I remember when Chronicles of Narnia was on PBS. They did the movie oh. on PBS, the the, the English version first. Oh. Uh, Puddle Club. This character, oh. that big feet. Okay. See, I never got. That's what I'm saying. He's like he's a nerd, nerd. He's like. Yeah. Nerd. So sometimes today I look at like, and I love the fact that again, like my niece and nephew get to be Harry Potter fans, and like they mm-hmm. get it. Like I saw a black kid at the airport, and he was wearing a Hogwarts shirt, and I was like, God, I hate this little kid because he got to like, yeah, he got to fully embrace it, and I also like look back at it like i feel like this is a complete different conversation but i feel like a lot of those fantasy shows that are whimsical like for for black people like it allows us to sort of escape mm. um some of the things that like we see ourselves in these characters yeah the unfortunate thing is that white culture i'll just, just put it that way mm. uh they want us to accept their presentation of these ideas but when we present our version of these ideas it's not as accepted if that makes sense mm-hmm. makes any sense yeah they yeah I've, i forgot where I'm, I'm guilty of that though yeah like how so um like i watch harry potter right right but there's black 
whimsical shows coming out now like that I haven't watched, like the show Dion, you know, with the black time traveler shows. And, the one on oh. CW? No, there's one on there's I think there's one on CW and then there was one on Netflix where it was like these Oh, games. Dion, Dion's dope. You yeah, should definitely yeah, watch yeah, Dion. I, I like I'm just like eh. Dion's done well. So yeah. like and I will like I'm like that too, but like to some like there like some of it is like resources too, right? You're like, "Okay, this show is not done as well as these other shows because they don't have the resources." Mm -hmm. It's not because these people are white. No, no, they just don't have the money to mm -hmm. make the show as good as the other show we're watching. Mm -hmm. But there's some, there's some really, you, sh you would like Dion, okay. is what I'm saying. It's, it's done well. Like, here's what I'm learning. Like, as much as we, like, want to be inside, mm -hmm. like, and we want to be the artist inside, you got to go outside. Mm -hmm. You got to go. What does that, like, speak on that more? Like when I say go outside, <laughs> as much as you don't want to be, like, seen, you do have to be seen in order mm -hmm. for you to, like, I, 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 let me speak for myself then. Let me not speak for generally everybody. Like, I love being inside. I like the same way. Like, I can create inside. I can also party outside too, but mm -hmm. I don't feel, I don't like, I don't like to because I feel like there's a lot of energies that I can't control. I feel like mm -hmm. Ralph, though, even maybe more so. I know you more than I know Joel, but yeah. I think, like, even based on this conversation, you. Not that you're a chameleon, you're not trying to fit, you're not trying to trick anyone, but you in a in a social setting and the outside, as you say, you fall in pretty well. Mm. Like you're mm. very outgoing. People well, that's like the, you. Like the awkwardness too. You yeah. Know what I mean, like because you got to be like. I realize a lot of people are uncomfortable outside. Mm. Like so, it's just like okay, I'll be that guy that's just like I'll be goofy for you to loosen up. Yeah. For you to mm -hmm. be less awkward. Ralph made us sing the Jamie. Ralph made us have like Jamie Foxx karaoke when he came over to my house for Thanksgiving. That was like the <laughs> highlight, the yeah. highlight of the evening. I mean, it's because we're all trying to like loosen up, but we don't know how because we're so like in our heads. Like I feel like everyone's in their heads and should I have said that word? Should I have done this? Should I have done this move? Like, so I just you gotta loosen up. Like, yeah. so I'll loosen up. But I also that takes you know that takes, takes energy. Effort, that yeah. takes effort. That yeah. takes knowing yourself. Like, hey, I meditated before I came to this party. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I sat with myself. I journaled. I knew I was gonna give you guys everything, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm not gonna talk to y'all for a week. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that's really what it to is to get the like, energy back. Yeah, it's like, I need that back because once it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't go out. Like I. I mean, maybe during the pandemic, I don't go out as often as people think I go out. I'll be posting when I go out and everyone's like, oh, you go out all the time. I'm like, bro, I'm mm -hmm. at the crib, bro. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I'm in thinking like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like mm -hmm. legacy thoughts. Like, so like, I am a chameleon in a way where I'll be that guy to make everyone in the room. Like, let's move. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Like, but if you want to leave, we, I'm a, I'm a great Irish goodbye. Like, I will. <laughs> I will make jokes and make sure you know I'm at the party and mm -hmm. I'm out. Like, mm -hmm. oh, Ralph left. Like, I'm gone. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's okay. Like, I need to be by myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to. But you also need to be seen. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. where people are like, oh, shit. Like, like I'm such a, re I'm not even on the gram right now, so I'm not even connected. Which mm -hmm. is two things where it's just like people that fuck with you will reach out. Mm -hmm. Like people that like it might take them a couple weeks Absolutely. or months, but they'll be like, "Hey, you okay?" Like, you yeah, good? you're like, "Oh shit!" And then there's another thing like, you got to connect with other people. Like, I'm like, "Damn, I really gotta like 
I don't even know what's going on in these streets. Like, mm-hmm. I need to connect with people. Like, I've, I've been having similar realizations, even when some some of the our more recent guests and just changed the way that I think about social media, because I am realizing like two things. I think, yes, I am exactly like you guys when it comes to like, I hate feeling like I'm performing for the sake of like, ugh, like why am I being that version of myself just because I know people are watching? I hate that. But I know, I feel like that what's happening with me right now is also like kind of two things where it's like the, the more that I'm vulnerable and like expose my true self and let it go and like let people do whatever they want to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like even when I tell you about the <laughs> the party, the rooftop party where I didn't have a great set, but it was, you know. Right. Um, you have to leave after this bombing? Like, what happened? Yeah, well... Did you leave immediately? I did or, or were you, I did or, leave. Or were you expected to just hang out? Yeah, <laughs> and, it was and like, greet get people. that one or two lingering. Hey, you, hey, you all right. You yeah, all right. Keep, right. It up, keep it up, young blood. Yeah, exactly. Well, because it was a friend's birthday thing, so I had to say happy birthday, and then I just left. Mm. But it was an impulse. Like, I had those old impulses come up where it was just like, okay, I could duck. I, I literally... I, I eyed an exit door that was like, oh, I could get out right there. I could fucking grab my coat and my phone and just be out and nobody would ever have to see or notice me ever again. Or, uh, luckily I did, I literally forgot my phone, so I had to come back. But I had this choice even the first time I left. I was like, or I could walk around to the door where I came in, where everybody else had to come in. I don't have to use a secret exit door. And just deal with like let me let me show my face yeah let me really deal with everybody who just saw me do this set and and have that feeling as well yeah like let me not just sit in my own like over analyzing and go back to my cocoon which i'll have time for that and (laughs) you know recharge myself yeah but like let me also expose like and i said shit on that stage i was just like man y'all ain't even fucking with me but I'm going to say this joke anyway. Right. Like, mm. this is one of my favorite fucking ideas yeah, to throw yeah, out. Yeah. And, like, I'm a silly-ass nigga, so this how I talk. That's how I'm going to do this joke. Right. And some people really wasn't fucking with it at all. But the, like, the like third of the crowd that were... Because it was just... It was a party. It was too cool. Everybody was... It was an L.A.-ass party. But I was just like, okay, let me do that anyway. Let me yeah. be myself anyway. And so when I left and I walked through the crowd, it was like people were coming up to me... And like they really fucked with me. Yeah. Like, I, and I went, like when people give you a compliment, like take that. Yeah. Cause it's just like, I knew nobody was gonna lie to me if right. I walked out. Yeah. Like somebody, like the few people who did come up to me, like spent time with me mm-hmm. and like really, you know, we followed each other and like just stuff like that. And the second part of what I feel like Ralph is saying of being seen is I do feel like, man, like I take this as you will. Take it as you will. But I know that for me, like you were talking about earlier on the podcast, like that financial autonomy, right? that's one of my like goals in life. Like intent, one of my 10-year goals is to no matter what, if Hollywood is done with me, if anybody is done with me, I want to be financially autonomous yeah. where I can do whatever I want to do. Right. And I know that if I had 10,000 followers, even, even 10,000, which ain't even a lot. Sure. It's not even a lot. Most of us in this room are, if we put in a little work, you know, whatever, we could get that. We're probably a fourth yeah. of the way there already, yeah. third of the way there. 10,000 ain't even a lot. 
But when you have, it just opens so many doors where I'm just like, bro, if I got there, I, in a couple more years after that, I'm selling tickets. I'm getting my own shit. I'm, do, I'm like, I have my own bag, bro. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to force anybody who's listening. If you really don't feel comfortable doing, you know, exposing yourself and just pushing out videos and all that, don't do it the way that it feels inauthentic. Don't do that. If I'm going to post some shit, it's going to be shit that I think is funny and shit that I'm really going through. So when if and when y'all see me start posting, it's going to be shit that I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. Y'all can watch this or not. My reaction to both of those, both of y'all's thoughts is like, for me, if I could be, and again, this probably has this, I, I know you're saying like, you need to go outside and be seen. I don't want to be seen. Not in the sense of like, I like, like my favorite the people who I look up to in this, from an industry standpoint, and maybe just in life, whenever I meet someone that says that they never sign up for Facebook, I'm like, what's that like? <laughs> I'm always like, what is that like? You're off the grid, bro. Like, I like what? Tell me more. Like, there's a part of me that's like, I, I want to, I, I want to be. <laughs> you want to be like. I want to be off, and yeah. I. But to what you're saying about those ten thousand followers, I understand the importance of. Again, because this is the way that this industry the works. Economy the works. economy works, right? Yeah. Not just Hollywood, but just like like companies. That 10K, it makes even more, there's more value when there are 10K people that fuck with you. Because like you're talking about you were your authentic self on the stage and maybe that whole audience didn't enjoy you. Like my favorite sets, like let's say I do like a small theater and there's like maybe 50, 60 people in there, mm -hmm. two people. Like you can see them in the audience and they're mm -hmm. like nodding. They're not laughing. They're nodding because mm -hmm. they feel you, bro. Like, yeah. and you're like, oh, you're a fan for life. Like these other people enjoyed these 10 minutes I just gave you. You are a fan. And so like when you get even that small number, I feel like there's more strength in that smaller number. Mm -hmm. Like I get it. Like people have millions of followers and now they get to do the unscripted show, da, 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 da. And some of those people, not all, like again, but some of you look at it, you're like, you're only, your talent is your followers, your talent is your ability to figure out the algorithm. Mm -hmm. Not, but you're, but I, I hate saying this, but it's like, are, but are you really spending time on your craft? Mm -hmm. And I feel like for us, like, you know, and then maybe people who listen to this, like, like work on your craft because the people will come. They may not come in the masses. They may come one at a time and it's so sooner, sooner or later, they'll start to snowball. But some of the things you're talking about, I've dealt with, and I didn't necessarily hold it back on purpose, but I've like dealt with, and even today I'm just like starting to talk about it. Like I've, I've processed it, but I'm starting to talk to like my therapist about it. But mm -hmm. that idea of like not feeling like I fit in with my community mm -hmm. and like that has sort of like held me back, but going to Chicago, I don't know like the difference. And again, I think like people change over the years, but like growing up where I grew up in Atlanta, it was rough. Like, mm -hmm people be like you're talking about when did people like is this good are we like my cousins like would call me like you a faggot like just because mm -hmm. i didn't fit that perception of what a black person was right to them mm -hmm. and i uh not yeah. because of all the dicks you were sucking it was because of like, no they said it while i was sucking their dick oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were like they were like they were like, they were like hey where's that little fat <laughs> um, but but just that idea like I, I i struggle with that sometimes like being on stage and 
You know, mm -hmm. like if I was being honest, I tell you I'd prefer a diverse room as opposed to all white or all black because right, right, right. Sometimes getting white laughs, just it's all white laughs, feels weird. weird. Yeah, and then like being in a all black room and not getting the laughs, you're like, oh man, you guys don't see me. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of even the things that I I'm like trying to write now, I'm like, how do I? Because I all my characters, yeah, all my characters are black, but mm -hmm. like this idea of like how we treat each other, how we treat our own people is very fascinating to me because that's mm -hmm. a thing I felt as a kid. But you're like, oh man, how do I how do I do that without at the same time looking that I'm talking bad about my community? I just mm -hmm. want to explore that. I think it's just, I think as long as you're moving the conversation forward. Right. Okay. But I do just want to say, I feel like we should be having these conversations. It is dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. I, I know when older play. black folks say that. And I've, I I fall into that as well. Like, I do feel like, damn, I can't do that out in public. But I feel like as long as we're moving the conversation forward, I think it's valid. Yeah. Because, like, I know. I know in my heart of hearts that, like, I would never, the characters that I write, I love, like, diversity in black people. Mm -hmm. Like, I want, I want, the, I, I try to write characters where I'm like, yo, this hood-ass version of, you know, somebody that I know that should be on screen next to the nerdiest person right. that I know because that is life. That is our families. Well, that that's, is, you know what I'm saying? That's what Chicago was great because Chicago, for like moving to Chicago was the first time I saw that. Mm -hmm. As long as you aren't like, I don't know, there's some people that left the hood and are never, like they never will say anything good about black right. people. Right, right, right. But they aren't going to say anything bad either and they're just out <laughs> forever. Yeah. Like, that's problematic, in yeah, my opinion. I agree. Yeah. But I think as long as we're moving the conversation, conversation forward, forward yeah. we should have these conversations for sure. Cool. Yeah, like I that's why I say Jonathan's going down that route. I see him going down that route where it's just like it's getting deep. Bro, let's go. And to, uh, I say this genuinely to people and nobody ever takes me up on it. But I'm serious. Please tell me about your next show. All right. I want to come. Please support Jonathan Giles. Thank you for, for doing the show. Thanks for having me, man. This is we could have done this I mean, off yeah, air. You know. Uh, we will. Yeah. We will continue to. Uh, but you guys know us, man. Follow us. Subscribe. Rate us five stars. It means a lot on every platform. Apple, wherever you're at. Stitcher. We see you. Google. I don't even know people listen to the show on Google. But uh, cool. Thank you. Uh, we're at High Power Pod on IG. You can hear all the episodes at highpowerpod.com. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by Niggas with Cats. The all-new sitcom white celebrities are awkwardly calling J J Jokers with Cats. Only on NBC and the next day on Peacock.